0: We get a lot of mm-hmm. we get a lot of comments in our in our posts that it's realtors driving up prices. Well, when you've got development fees at one hundred seventeen thousand dollars for a single for a single unit, um, you know that's that's crazy. In in Ottawa, for building a two bedroom condo, it's twenty thousand dollars in development fees. You are listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today.
1: Hello. Hi, greetings, (laughs) it's the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, we're back, here we talk about real estate, mortgages, whatever else we want to talk about, my name is Paul Stevenson, I am one of the owners at Referral Mortgages, also a mortgage agent, I'm joined as always, well not as always, but most of the time by uh, (laughs) David Warren and Greg Campbell, Uh, David Warren is my business partner, owner of Referral Mortgages and a mortgage agent. And Gregory Campbell is a managing director at the Agency Ottawa, and the agency is uh, new to the city, but mm-hmm. Greg is a veteran. He's a vet.
2: That's correct. And also still a realtor, not just the managing director.
1: True. Yes. An very, realtor. very
2: active. Very, 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 very ha- active.
1: He's very active and also does real yeah. estate. That's
2: right. <laughs> Woo. Woo. All right. Uh, Valentine's Day passed
1: already. Um. So uh, exciting week last week. Dave and I were uh, we're down in Toronto. We were there for the uh, Canadian Mortgage Awards, which was quite the quite the gala. Um, I think there was about nine hundred people there, Dave, on Thursday. Something like that. Yeah, pretty crazy. It was a great week. We went down Tuesday, caught the Jays game Tuesday night, and then Wednesday we were at a a, a national conference, which was also pretty spectacular. I uh, met a lot of really cool people there from our uh, kind of national network, uh, which is called Centum. And then uh, Thursday was the Canadian Mortgage Award. So we were nominated for new brokerage of the year. And funny enough, I didn't know this till we were actually there and they were announcing the award. Um, but that actually, anyone within their first three years can actually qualify for that. Um, so we didn't end up winning, unfortunately, no hardware. Um, but to be nominated as well in our first year, I thought was uh, was pretty amazing and uh, you know, really proud of our, uh, our team, our ownership, uh, our agents, everyone involved, and uh, also to you know, the, the event itself was spectacular. It felt like we were at the Oscars, you know, red carpet, limos out front. It was, uh, it was
2: pretty neat. Yeah, that sounds, it, yeah. I mean, the picks look great. Right. It was like it was <laughs> a serious gala, it was like a serious event, yep. or like some Didn't of the, the I, saw, I was like, wow, it was like you know, suit and tie, chandeliers. Yeah lights, music. Was there like a big show at all? Did you get like a, uh, was
0: there like a sick
2: DJ or anything? anywhere?
0: Uh, not like afterwards there was, there was kind of a, uh, an event afterwards, but certainly for it, it was, you know, basically well, uh, round tables, they, you know, the bottle of champagne on the table, this and that. But uh, overall, like Paul said, it was, it was a good time. We unfortunately didn't win. Um, we were the only, I think we were the only one that uh, it was only a year old for brokerage. The others were in their, third year so um a group out of i believe vancouver won it um but like paul said just to be nominated in our you know after our first year uh, nationally amongst you know thousands of brokerages mm-hmm. um and uh, and within our network uh we did finish top three in volume after our first year of uh, i think 200 200 brokerages in our network uh, and we were top three after our first year in volume so um, overall we were pretty uh, it, was a, it was a good couple of days good to be back with uh, people within our industry and, and kind of celebrating uh, those that you know have kind of been front runners in in the mortgage space as well. so
1: yeah one of the things that I <laughs> found interesting about the the conference that was on Wednesday they had a, a broker panel so they had you know different kind of people in our industry on, on our side then they also had a lender panel and the lender panel uh, was a very interesting way of doing it because they allowed, us in the you know audience to basically post anonymous questions through a third-party app so the panel basically was just getting blasted with questions cool um but a lot of the questions were around like alternative lending the b space uh where rates are going which is obviously a huge topic right now uh where the qualifying rate is whether that's going to change so there was a lot of Touch points, and even people in the industry were wanting to ask the lenders, like, what is going to happen? What's going on? So, um, Dave, what were kind of your main takeaways, and where do you see? You know, I know we've talked about it, but you know, that the, the A lending or AAA lending that we used to have for banks is kind of becoming less and less frequent for even the average home buyer, right? People are needing different types of kind of construct, uh, like uh, creative financing and things like that. So, what were kind of your main takeaways from that? conversation last Wednesday?
0: Um, A lot of it just being around the A space being squeezed in the sense that qualifying, you know, as fixed rates keep coming up uh, and the bonds keep coming up, that really squeezes the, um, the home buyers for qualifying in that A space um, and growing the alternatives. So those that don't, aren't aware, uh, and many aren't, that there are different classifications of, of lenders or, you know, if you will. So you've got your triple A, uh, which are your A lenders. That would be your TD, RBC, you know, Scotias of the world. Um, as well, there's mortgage focused lenders that fall into that bucket, like MCAP or RFA or first national or strive, things like that. Um, and they fall into that, into that bucket of a space. There's then the alternative, which is, you know, a B lender. And these are, um, lenders that lend based on their balance sheet. So they take in a dollar deposits and they lend out a dollar effectively. You know, they're lending based on their balance sheet where a lenders do not um, for the most part, they're using insured money, etc. cetera. Um, so on that alternative space, they can qualify people differently. So there there's been a big kind of increase of, of products in that space where qualifying people, not just at a 30 year amortization, but, 35 and 40 year amortizations qualifying. Um, on the A side, you're qualifying at whatever your five-year fixed rate is, you're having to qualify at that plus two percent. So right now, people are having to qualify over six percent, as if that's their payment. Um, where on the on the B space, the rates are pretty well the same on a one, two, three-year fixed rate. There are some additional you know, fees ap- applied, but they're qualifying at a longer amortization upwards of 40 years and qualifying at the contract rate meaning what that individual is getting for their rate so it's they're not having to qualify at a you know max of a 30 year and they're not having to qualify at that rate plus 2 so it's really growing that B space and you know that's what happened back in 2018 as well when they made when they brought in the qualifying rate and made some changes there and so it's it's really grows that alternative space people people want homes. There's always going to be product in, out there. And that's not even getting into private spa- the private lending space or the uh, mortgage investment corps or mix uh, of the world like Magenta or Westboro uh, Pillar. So there are all these other products out there that keep evolving. And as the landscape keeps changing with home prices going up or with A rates going up that people are not qualifying at those and looking to, okay, well, we still want to buy what other options are out there. And so that's where the, the advent of some of these new products are, are coming about. So I think that'll continue growing much like that 2018 um, when the qualifying rate came in and we'll and just be interested to see how they, how they all evolve.
1: Yeah, I think also, you know, unlike uh, in sports, you don't, like AAA doesn't necessarily mean it's the best, you know, like everyone, uh, it's not like people are striving to be a AAA client it just kind of, it is what it is, right? Depending on your income, depending on your financial situation, what type of property you're buying. Triple A, it's not like a a tiered system where everyone's trying to get to Triple A or everyone's trying to compete for that major bank space. There's a lender really for everyone. And that's also one of the the benefits obviously of working on the broker side is that we have this full gambit of solutions and it's not just a, well, we got TD and Scotiabank and RBC, that's that's it. That's all we got. and I mean, if you go into a bank, obviously you're only getting one. You're, there's not even like an option for for an alternative. So I think, like you said, Dave, as as things move and as the way that we qualify clients or have to qualify clients uh, continues to shift, the it basically balances the the field. Like we've seen, like you said, some B lenders, you know, in quotes, B lenders that um, that their rates are actually lower than the A banks right now, which is nuts. You know, like you get a two year term at you know, I'm not going to throw out a rate because then people are going to be calling, being like, "Hey, what about that uh, 2.99 you said on the show?" Um, <laughs> but you know, rates are so at some in some cases like half a percent lower than being with the major bank, which are you know most fixed rates are over four percent now, right? Which is crazy to think about from a year ago. So many year ago said, "Oh, your, your fixed rate is going to be four uh, percent." Um, <laughs> be a lot of disgruntled people, mm-hmm. but uh, but we've definitely seen an escalation of the last uh, last six months. Greg, what are you hearing on your side as far as rates and things like that?
2: Um, I have a question before I answer that question. Okay. Uh, do you guys think,
0: how active do you think the private lending space is going to become in the next five years? Extremely. It's already growing. At, like on that alternative lending space, like the, the mic and private, um, it continues to grow and, it, and it's going to continue growing as qualifying, you know, as the government restricts things, um, for mm-hmm. qualifying, then it's, go- it creates that alternative market yes. that isn't as controlled. Um, they're still monitored. So even private lenders are still monitored by FISRA and things like that, but not to the same scrutiny. Um, but you still have like, you know, Greg, you could lend me money for a mortgage and there's no controlling that. Um, so, you know, as they bring in more restrictions on, you know, investment properties and, and things like that. Uh, that's going to, or qualifying, making it harder. Um, yeah, it's just going to grow that space. People want homes in Canada. People want to own a home, you know, whether you call that speculative buying or investing in a different asset class, whatever it may be. We've talked about it last week or before mm-hmm. that, you know, Canada has some of the highest or has the highest ownership rate in like the G7. Um, you know, we, we have that mentality of wanting to own real estate. And and part of that's driving that home value. People see the prices increase, and so they want to get in there. So that people are willing to eat the rates or fees on the private side or alternative yeah. lending. And yeah, I definitely see it growing. And to to that point, you know, over the weekend I was reading um, uh, an article about Offsea, What they it hasn't been brought down, but they've basically stated that in Q2 of 2023 that they're going to make it uh, a, a requirement for higher down payment on investment properties in the 30, 30 to 40% downrange um, from 20%. So as you get that, you've got, you know, and talking about the private space, you know, that that's going to be mandated and pushed down for um, banks that are regulated by off C and, and off is the office of the financial superintendent. And so that's like your prime, prime banks and things like that. That's now the private space is not going to be regulated the same. Mm-hmm. You could put down, you know, a private lender could say, oh, I'm good with 20% down on that investment property. Then it becomes for that investor, you know, a little bit of a higher rate, but I'm saving 10, 20% for that down payment and conserving capital. Um, I think as some of these changes keep coming in, that's where these alternative creative solutions kind of come in.
2: So uh, that's a very good point. You know, based on everything that's been going on and what we're talking about, you know, everything that the government's trying to put into play, like there's a lot of things that are in that that don't necessarily that can't won't necessarily have to happen because there's these little loopholes by working with alternative lending and stuff. You know, they can it's you're saying it's just not it's not monitored the same as with the big banks or even the B lenders.
0: Yeah. And and it could be more creative too. You know, yeah. on the private on the private space, whether it be you know you're getting into interest-only payments instead of interest in principal, or some balloon payments, like just add it on the end if it's short-term lending. There's a lot of creative things you can do, and it becomes, mm. um, and it's always been there. Don't get me wrong. the, yeah. the no, private of, and of alternative course, space is always it's just been becoming there more popular. Yeah, because there's as as things tighten up from a from a qualifying, um, but the but the predominant portion of the population you know, they look to a lending and they look to your prime banks, um, to borrow from them. And if it doesn't work there, then they're not looking elsewhere. It's the people that, you know, it's investors out there, things like that, that, um, that understand that rate isn't everything. Um, and so that it's, that's it's, you know, it's that market, which, you know, isn't a, isn't a huge populace, but it is a pretty large base. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I mean, as, as rules change, you know, even back in the day, it was zero, you know, it was 0% down and 40 year amortizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then they wild. brought in, they brought in 5% down and the market thought it was crumbling. And then they brought in 35 year amortization and, and, you know, and 5% down and then brought in, you know, then lowered it to 30 and then to 25. And every time they lowered that amortization and increased downs at the market, the sky was falling. Um, but And every time it just kept going. Yeah. People adapt. Um, lenders adapt. You know, They're in the business as well of, of loaning money. They're not going to just sit back and say, oh, well, we can't do that. Okay. We'll stop. We're going to close up shop and you know, stop our core business, which is lending. Um, so they come out. With, so there's new products, new lending parameters, and people adapt. And, and yeah, that pushes along to the consumer. But um, yeah, a lot of these rule changes just end up making it more expensive for consumers because they're going to the, find the a, lenders aren't a way.
1: Cer- the lenders certainly aren't looking to stop lending money. Right. So if they're, uh, if anytime the rule changes, they're the first ones brainstorming.
0: How can we make, how can we make this work? How can we, uh, how can we find as the l- hole through here? As long as there's somebody consuming, they're yeah. out mm-hmm. to lend. And as long as there's a borrower out there that's wanting to borrow, then they'll continue adapting and, and lending to those individuals. Um, you know, these are, the, uh, and these are the
2: questions that people need to be asking when everyone's getting upset. I can't do anything. Prices, this and that. It's like, you know, figure it out, have a conversation.
0: Right. But well, most people don't take the time. Figure like they it out. It. They'll go
2: to it. They'll go to an A lender. They'll be like, well, I we can't do it. And then it's like, all right, well, I can't do it. And then they're angry. You know, but they don't yeah, know yeah. that there's other options. That's the sad part.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, it's, I think the, you know, we saw it over the last couple of years with home prices really kind of escalating and know we'll get into the numbers uh, for this week, but You know, people that were home buyers were, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get into the multi-offers price. You know, it's too expensive price Mm -hmm. is coming up. I'm going to wait for things to slow down or calm down. Um, and you know, in that, in that mindset is, well, rates will mean, you know, that everything will maintain the same, but things are going to magically just level out or come down Mm -hmm. in price rate in for order for that to happen. You either increase supply for that to happen, or in this case, rates have come up. Um, those same people are saying, well, yeah, it's slowed down, but, you know, we're at, now rates are higher, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, yeah. um, you know, what, what is, you know, where, where is that, um, you know, for those people that are thinking that way and, you know, things have stabilized, there's a lot more supply on the market, um, you know, prices stabilizing. Look to short. Look at look at getting maybe short a short term a shorter term. Look at getting variable, or look at getting maybe a one, two, three year term instead of locking in five years um, on that rate at four plus. Because maybe you know, because really looking at that cyclical nature of rates and where we're headed as far as inflation and economic issues of likely recession, where the rates will come mm-hmm. back down. That uh, maybe a shorter term and re and reevaluate in the next couple of years instead of blocking that. But but getting in the market now instead of waiting for that magical unicorn of a time. Um, you know, like, really like that's, right that's now. That's where we're the at. Unicorn time. Yeah. It's right now. Yeah. So
2: many unicorns. I've seen them running around trying to get the <laughs> Dave, trying to get them all. Dave, you were
1: you were uh, you were laughing too, because there was some people that you were seeing posting that were uh, you know, one post they were talking, they were complaining about. Uh, new home developments like oh, all these new home developments making the rich richer and then their very next post was like homes are unaffordable we got to make homes affordable it's like just not there's like a disconnect of like w- the cause and effect of all of these things right it's like mm-hmm. you need them to build homes so that homes become more affordable there's you know homes are unaffordable because there's not enough of them right now and there's so much demand so it's kind of uh, I think generally and I think that's why shows like this are very important so we can kind of break it down in a way that it, that, that it makes sense. Um, but we do see that a lot too, where people are, you know, they're they're complaining about one aspect of it, not knowing that it actually, you know, the left hand and the right hand are connected.
0: When we were in Toronto, we were looking at uh, development costs in Toronto to, to build. And for people, again, you know, from a, a cost of homes, Toronto's single family development fees for building a single family home are $117,000 per unit. So per home, to build, a fa- to build a single unit home, it's 117000 in development fees. Without before permits, there's a shovel. Without, yeah. there's, before there's a shovel, you have to typically hold that land for, you know, you've bought it and you're planning years out. So you're holding that, tying up funds. You're then paying the development fees, then your permits, then your, your drawings, your architecturals, all of that. Then you're buying materials, then you're paying labor. And then you've got, and you're hoping that there isn't additional issues, um, supply chain issues, things like that, increasing costs, and you're pre-selling ahead of time. Um, so people build in thinking that a lot of builders are making a fortune. Some are, sure, because um, they're building at mass scale, but at $117,000 a unit, you know, you're buying... Yeah. If let's what do you want a home price at? 300,000? Well the city is taking 33% of that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so you've got to without building in any sort of actual material costs to build that home. So even at a million, you know, the average home price or average home price in Canada being 800,000 or 750,000 or whatever it is, you're tying up, you know, in a larger market where most of these prices are driven for that average 117 for that single, for that single family home before even shoveling ground. So it's, you know, people look to the builders as being the cause being the issue or to mm-hmm. realtors. Cause we get a lot of, mm-hmm. we get a lot of comments in our, in our posts that it's realtors driving up prices. Well, when you've got development fees at $117,000 for a single, for a single unit, um, you know, that's, that's crazy in, in mm-hmm. Ottawa for building a two bedroom condo is $20,000 in development fees before again, before shoveling ground, before planning, you're holding that property for many years, things like that. So, um, and these are going to go up. These fees are going to go up again this year. Um, so it's kind of looking at that whole root cause of where prices are um, mm-hmm. and it's not, but, uh, but Never let's,
2: been. yeah, <laughs> let's, uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Let's, let's look at some numbers. Though, Greg. I know you had some for, for where yeah, I got some numbers.
2: Week. I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different today. I did more of an average for uh our primary suburbs um, just cause those are the hottest markets. And uh, I did like a, an average of detached uh, town stacked, but I thought this was very interesting. So this is over the last seven days. So seven days right now in, in Orleans, there's 74 active listings, five conditionally sold and 65 sold at an average of 745,000 with 10 days on market. So we're finally back to 10 days on market. I think that's going to be, oh. That's going to be higher next week. I predict. Canada, 98 active, five conditionally sold, 62 sold, average 846,000, 10 days on market. Barhaven, Riverside South, 74 active. So same as Orleans, three conditionally sold, 61 sold, average 784,000, 10 days on market. It's unreal that it's 10 days on market in each, yeah. each spot, right? And I threw in Finley Creek there again just because, uh, you know, I know there's some people out there <laughs> loving it. Um, we gotta always show love to Finley Creek now, right? You know, it's smaller, but it's similar in terms of that. So, 22 active, one conditionally sold, six sold, average 810k. But Finley Creek is only five days on market now. I don't know why it's, I mean, this is based on one week, right? So, that's uh, that's a little bit different, but it's just interesting that the three biggest suburbs, so Orleans, Kanata stitzville and then Barhaven, Riverside South, it's almost identical. Um, Orleans has the lowest uh, average price. Um, Canada is, uh, or sorry, Barhaven is forty thousand higher, and then you know you got Canadasitful, which is sixty thousand higher than that. But almost almost the exact same numbers, ten days on market. Now there's more active in Canada. There's twenty more active listings right now in Canada. So I don't know if that's going to bring that average price down. Um, But this is the other thing. So for the first time since Uh, I can't remember when the average list to sales price is 108% over list. As opposed to it's been 110 plus for the last, I don't know how long. So that's positive. So the average sale price to list price is 108% over list, which is, uh, I think it's great because that means it's coming down. Way more inventory, way more to look at, more Mm -hmm. options. It's not to say that the nice ones aren't going to sell in multiple offers. Um, and rentals, uh, there's just about 20 in each of those markets, uh, with an average of
0: 200, uh, um, $2,250, average rental cost with the time on market coming up that, that 10 day average hold and, uh, and kind of, and prices list price to sell price coming down, coming more in line Mm -hmm. with the list price. How are you going into conversations with your, um, clients that are looking at buying and moving from their current home or upsizing downsizing whatever it may be where they need to then you know they're purchasing and they still need to sell their home how are you going to those conversations to prepare them for you know this is the reality of where prices are more stabilizing we can't you know that uh you know how, how are you kind of approaching that where it, you know before it was like oh i know for sure we'll sell your house in in two weeks um where now <laughs> it's like it may sit um and we might you know be at uh, a little bit nerve wracking, but, but how are you approaching those conversations? So it's, you know, it's expectations. I know I've said that before.
2: It's really setting the expectations of what they are expecting and making sure that they understand what's happening right now. If, after this week in particular, this week I have, right now I'm working with two buyers pretty closely and there's a few that they wanted to see, but some sold very high. That And I was surprised, and now there's a few other ones. I said, you know what? I go, this is a big week for real estate because the market's changing. I think this is the biggest week of change, like this week we're currently in. And I told them, I'm like, let's just watch. Let's just watch for this week. And then wait for it. I, it's, it's one of the first time in my career where I've been like, let's just hold on a second here because there's a huge influx of listings coming out. And, and I believe that after this week, depending on what the sales prices are for anything in the market, that's going to set the, the standard for the next few months. I think that the list prices are going to come down a bit or they're going to stay up and they're going to list based on what the final numbers are from the sales this week uh, mm-hmm. at the price. That's, I mean, that's my opinion. That's what I, w- I would like to see that. I don't know if it's going to be as specific as that. But um, anyways, for for um, I would sell your house first right now. That's the first time Mm -hmm. I've said that in forever. I would definitely list your home, sell it before you buy right now, because you're going to have more options than you would have a few months ago, where you would just go and you had to buy first because you didn't know if you sold, if anything would be available. But right now, Mm -hmm. what I'm seeing is, I think there's going to be a lot available for everybody. uh, And you're not going to be able to bank on a massive selling price of your home. For example, I have one coming out um, this week. It's a big one. And I'm you know we started the conversation about three weeks ago maybe even four weeks ago and my number now is quite substantially less than what it was four weeks ago but i told my clients that going in and we've done absolutely everything to make sure the house is as sellable as possible we did the pre-inspection uh we did all the fixes that need to be done plumbing electrical roof little touch-ups um carpets cleaned up we staged did the big tour. I've got the 3d video of everything coming out this week, because I said, if we're going to do this, right, we should do it. We should just go all in to make sure that we're actually showcasing your house as like a, you know, presenting it as like a, mm-hmm. a proper, beautiful, beautiful property. Um, so that we have that extra chance of not either not getting offers or just listing
0: at a price where we can
2: expect that dollar
0: value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that, you'd, that you're advising clients to just to, to list first right now. Like, you know, that is definitely the, uh, that is mm-hmm. certainly a shift from the last, uh, you know, a couple of years, few unless years. Unless you can buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It is, but unless you can buy, if you can afford to hold the two homes, I would mm-hmm. recommend that. Like if you have a buffer, I would recommend that because that way you're kind of guaranteed to get what you want. But then the question is just be prepared for less of a sales price on your own when it, it happens. very conservative maybe. Numbers. maybe just very conservative very conservative I'm not I'm not telling anybody you know and I I walk into all my meetings and I tell them like this is what's going on you know if you're if they tell me a number that they're expecting you know I I wouldn't be afraid to say I can't help you Mm -hmm. because I'm not I'm not taking on anything like that I don't uh I can't can't handle that extra added stress that no one needs you know taking a listing just because you want a listing you got to be got to be conservative with all the changes and you got to be aware this is the first week
1: i had a client reach out to me who has bought a place in calgary and they are now listing their place and i can tell that not that they're nervous but they are definitely having to be a little more accommodating to the buyers with closing date price like yep. they're you know whereas a month ago i would have been like we'll give you whatever you want right now it's kind of like <laughs> well We'd prefer to close in August. It's like, ah, yeah. all right. It's like there's some more, there's actually negotiations happening, which I know we talked about this. I think this time last year that mm-hmm. a lot of the newer agents were kind of blown away. It's like, hold on. I have to put conditions on my offer. Like what, what's going on here? What is, what is uh, that? Yeah. What's yeah. a condition? Uh, so uh, yeah, I think as you said, if there's a, an influx of homes coming, what was it? Do you know the total listings in auto right now? Uh, I don't, but if not, we should I'll bring it get up. that for next. Okay. Yeah. Up because I know that I think the last time we looked, it was 1500, there was 2200 active listings, but I think 700 of those were rentals. So I think it was around 1500 total homes, like including condos listed. Um, but as as you said, as more homes become available, and there's more options available, people can see more homes, that's going to delay the the the, the um, time on market days on market, because there's more options, right? Everyone instead of just seeing three homes, they might be seeing 13 homes. So that takes a little more time as the open houses or walkthroughs become busier Then obviously, you know, you might have to book for tomorrow instead of today. So everything kind of gets pushed out and, and deferred. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it'll just be interesting to see where where things go. But I agree. I think it's definitely shifting towards more of a balanced market. Prices seem to be, as you said, 108% over ask is still higher than list price. Yeah. So it's not like people are getting deals. But um, but at the same time, it's not 100
2: and 140% over asking. So act active in greater Ottawa and like into the Valley, uh, into Cornwall and stuff, just because that's how our thing is all connected is 2,351. Uh, sorry, let me just go back here. It's uh, residential and condominium, 1,800. And then rentals, 546. Uh, there's some other like that, that includes some other stuff such as uh, industrial and um, businesses as well. So that's not super uh Accurate, but in terms of Ottawa, as uh, in the center, we've got eleven hundred and thirty-two listings right now. Okay. Which I think, which I think, a few months ago was like what six hundred, yeah, <laughs> or or seven fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're coming. I mean, it's like I said in Orleans. There's seventy-four active listings right now. Canada ninety-eight. That's a lot. Yeah. Like even if you cut that in half or three, like stacked detached towns, I mean, you you got lots to go see.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll keep these going yeah. every week as we go into the this kind of summer market, so we can gauge the uh, the fluctuation of of what's there and. I think even just days on market, like just those stats you just went through, just kind of on a weekly basis, I think uh, would be valuable for yeah, everyone. Yeah, and
2: I'll, maybe, maybe I'll hold my uh, promise that I said at the beginning of the year. I'll have oh. a beautiful sheet uh, for everyone to look at. Maybe I'll start that, eh, guys? Maybe I should just ah. be true to my word. Um, <laughs> New for all the New listeners out New there, i like, <laughs> damn, I remember Greg. Why would I work with him? He doesn't, he doesn't give me my graph. I don't get to see my graphic of all the statistics in the city. Uh, terrible, terrible. Oh. get that
0: done. Should we uh, slide into the mood boost? We missed them last week, Paul. You, uh, yeah, I you figured you, guys, you. We you didn't... missed the mood boost. It was, uh, it was just a very funny. All right, now we're out.
1: Yeah, I was wondering how uh, how it ended last week. You guys didn't. Uh, it just, it throw just bad jokes. Uh,
0: and, and and it just Dave. ended awkwardly, just awkwardly yeah. in silence. Rambling,
1: rambling. <laughs> Fade to black. Uh, well, I got three today. First one, you've probably heard the other two. I don't think you have. So let's uh, let's ride into them here. Number one. Uh, the Grim Reaper just got fired at the shoe factory. He was stealing everybody's souls. Oh, A damn Grim Reaper. Like that one. Um, someday I want to make an edgy football joke on Facebook. It's my goal post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. last but not mm-hmm. least, I always like the animal jokes. Some aquatic mammals at the zoo escaped. It was otter chaos. Yeah.
2: There we go. <laughs> That's the dad joke. Uh, first one. Oh, you have, Do you have another? No, no, I can. Okay. But the uh, first one. I I, I. I like the Grim Reaper one. I like the Grim Reaper one. All right, I got one more for you.
1: The inventor you. of the USB stick has died. Thanks for the memory.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you have it. Uh, we'll be back. Mm. We'll be back next week. And uh, thank you for listening. Shout out quickly to uh, North Brew. Our coffee sponsor, northbrew.ca. If you go to northbrew.ca, use the promo code podcast, you can get 20% off all of your coffee orders and 20% of that order goes towards the Ottawa homeless community and uh, shout out to referral mortgages, all of our agents, all of our operations team, shout out to the agency growing healthily and healthily,
2: healthy, healthily in ottawa i think health laser work got got some got some big news coming today actually well can we get this for tomorrow yeah let's hear it uh actually yeah because i guess this is coming on tomorrow do we have a, a huge team a huge team just uh joined us from another brokerage the andy and patty team it's a big deal
1: we can cut this out if uh, if they haven't joined yet
2: as of tomorrow. No, no, well they're will <laughs> they'll, they'll be on they'll be on as of yesterday. So amazing. Yeah. awesome. Congratulations. I mean, it's so good you, thank you. It's I was so gonna say thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, City of Ottawa. Yeah. yeah, they joined the agency team. We're super excited to have them. Uh it's kind of yeah. It's nice. They're they're great people, they're gonna be a good fit. We're happy to have them. Boom. I like it. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. And another one. And another one.
0: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.